0: In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauly as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. why? (laughs) If you're a parent, you have heard that question hundreds of times. I think the first question children learn to ask is why? And sometimes it can be a little aggravating, sometimes a little annoying, but could I suggest today that that's a perfectly normal and natural question and it must be answered. And that, in fact, when children begin asking such questions, we need to have answers, and not just answers, we need Bible answers. Not just I think, but God says. We're in Deuteronomy 6, and we have been looking early in the chapter at how to teach our children, how to talk about spiritual things in our home. But if you come to the end of the chapter, we read in verse 20 this, And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the statutes and or the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you. In other words, he says, for all of your teaching, just know that no matter how good a teacher you are and how much truth you instill in them and how much you try to make it plain, they're going to have questions. There are going to be times that they don't understand and they're going to ask you. In fact, uh, this word jumps off the page at me, and when thy son asketh. He doesn't say if, he says when. Every young person has questions, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing as long as they know where to go for the answers. And I love the, the principle here. They should go first to their own fathers. They should go first to those who have raised them or are in the process of raising them for the Lord. One of the great dangers in our world today is people are going to the wrong place to get their questions answered. They're running to their peers. Rehoboam did that. you remember in Scripture, divided an entire nation. Deuteronomy 32, 7 says, Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. So they need to be able to come to fathers and mothers, to spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, and get their questions answered. And that doesn't mean that moms and dads have all the answers all the time, but it means that we should take this opportunity to point them to the Lord. Let me show you this principle. We'll come back to Deuteronomy 6 in just a moment, but let me show you this principle carried on in future generations. If you come to the next book of the Bible, the book of Joshua, now that's the next generation, remember. Moses passes off the scene. Joshua now leads the children of Israel. Uh, Joshua chapter number 4, they pass over the Jordan. And listen to verse number 6, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? So he said, your children are going to ask, what is this memorial for? And it's going to give you an opportunity to talk about the crossing of the Jordan. He repeats it in verse 21. He spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? The principle is that every generation of young people is going to ask questions. In fact, I think we are living in one of the most questioning generations in history. And, yes, there's a sense in which sometimes questions can be asked in a spirit of rebellion. They don't really want the answers. They just want to argue. My dad said to me years ago, you can only help people who want to be helped. Uh, But I think part of it is that children are growing up today with so much information. It's information overload. It's coming at them from every direction, and they're trying to figure out and sort through it all what do they believe. Uh, I'll tell you this. Every young person must come to a point in their own experience with God where they cross a great threshold. It is no longer their father's faith or their grandfather's faith. It is their own. Remember we've been talking about you, your son, and your son's son. Well, you can teach and you can train and you can answer questions, but at some point they have to believe God for themselves. They have to dedicate themselves to Christ. They have to love the Lord themselves. They have to obey God themselves. And so these questions are pivotal points. They are are crossroads, if you will, junctures, where the way we respond is so very important. So may I just give you a handful of suggestions today for when your children begin asking these questions. And I'll tell you where these suggestions came from. Several years ago, I was working with a fine group of young people, and I allowed those young people to submit anonymously questions that were troubling them. I must tell you, I was overwhelmed by their response. Sincere questions, real concerns, Some of them were doctrinal. Some of them were personal. They covered the gamut, everything from family to morality to relationships. And uh, I think that's a healthy thing to encourage questions. Don't ignore them. Don't scold them when they ask. Don't embarrass them. As long as they're asking questions, they're open to instruction. I went back to that same group of young people, and I said to them, we're going to work at answering your questions from the Bible, and we're going to give you Bible answers individual things, but I want to lay a little groundwork. And I gave them these seven principles, and I want to share them with you today, both for yourself and also for you to give to your children and those who are asking you questions. I told them, number one, keep asking questions, but don't expect anyone to have all the answers. Adults have questions too. Amen to that. We all do. And you don't have to be afraid of finding the truth, so keep asking questions. But don't expect one person to have every answer you need all the time. I told them, number two, know who to ask, when to ask, and how to ask. I'm convinced that's the key. Building respectful relationships with godly, mature people who can give you real wisdom that they've accumulated from the Word of God. And so, young person, if you have questions, find a mature believer and approach them in a personal way and sincerely listen to what they have to say. And then number three, spend time in the Bible and prayer yourself and many of your questions will be answered. Look, the Lord will speak for Himself. You ask wisdom of God, James 1, 5, he'll answer that prayer. I think one of the greatest things we can do is just get young people in the Bible for themselves, and God will begin to give them Bible answers. Then number four, I said to those young people with questions, don't reject the truth because you don't understand one part of it. How many of us have lived long enough to know that early on we questioned, were skeptical of certain things, and as we lived, as we had some personal experience, Certain things became more clear with time. Give it time. As you grow, certain things that seem confusing now will become clearer. Then number five, I said to them, accept the fact that every question does not have a simple single sentence answer. Isn't that what we always want? Some pat answer that solves everything. Remember, some things have to be accepted by faith. Even atheists have a system of belief. And young believers have to learn there are moments in life where you may not understand everything about it, and perhaps it doesn't seem so simple in a in a single sentence answer. But you can always believe what God says. Trust the Lord, and trust that those who love the Lord and love you are trying to give you God's truth. And then I said to them, number six: When you still have questions, go back to what you know for sure. Look, there are moments in life where things get cloudy to me. You know what I do? I just go back to what I know for sure. I reaffirm the simple, basic truths that I know about God. Refuse to let questions define your life. Remember, the devil loves to bring question marks. God brings periods and exclamation points. Live with certainty and refuse to allow your mind, in the words of Paul, to be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And then I said to those young people, number seven, share the answer with others. When God makes something real to you, pass it on. And isn't that exactly what's going on in Deuteronomy 6? One generation has learned from the Word of God and their own experience with God, God's truth, and now what is our job when your son asks you, be ready to give an answer. Sounds a lot like what Peter wrote, doesn't it? But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And yes, that begins at home when your children ask. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.